when you're interviewing someone, you only have like a small time with them. So you have to make sure you have the right questions. You don't want to have to think about what questions to ask them. And you want to ask them the right questions. And I always come in as an anthropologist, as opposed to a marketer. Uh, A marketer is supposed to already know the answers to everything. And they're just going to come in and kind of verify what they think they already know. An anthropologist comes in having no assumptions about the customer or, or what the job to be done or their core desire at all. Hi, welcome to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaStock. I'm your host, Alex Thumer, and on this episode of the show, I chat with Aaron Crowell, founder of SaaS Accelerator and the SaaS Growth Hacks Facebook group. Aaron spends his time helping SaaS companies operating a trial-to-paid model to get more traffic, increase conversions, and reduce churn. Over the last two years, Aaron has managed to help 80-plus SaaS companies with their onboarding initiatives, bringing as much as 300% improvement in conversions. Get that good at onboarding and emails, Aaron has had to learn a lot about the art of emails, onboarding or else. When he started, his emails were, according to him, flops. To learn better, Aaron wrote onboarding emails for companies, asking founders and marketers for feedback in exchange. With time, he got better and came up with frameworks that he now uses extensively. He still steadfastly believes in treating every person who receives an email as a VIP. Listen on to here. What are the most common mistakes companies make with onboarding emails and how to fix them? The big one is setting up drip campaigns instead of trigger-based onboarding emails. With the, with drip campaign, the user gets the same emails no matter where they're at in the product. And so it's not, it's not like a customized personal experience. So what happens is you train your user to start ignoring your emails because they start seeing that the emails aren't relevant to them because they've already done a specific thing or they've already achieved a specific moment. What groundwork needs to be in place before a single email is written? Segment your users. So depending on your product, either you have like more of a complex product or maybe you have a really simple product, you have different people using the tool. And some of them will want a different outcome um, based on who they are and what, you know, what position they have or whatever. So the first step is understanding who you're serving um, and what is the outcome that they want to achieve from your product. How to create email sequences. We have six different sequences that we create. The first one is the value switch sequence, and then we have an activation goal sequence and then a retention sequence. So in the first few sequences, the only goal is to get your customer just to take the next necessary action to have success with the product. Aaron is one of our excellent speakers at SaaS.East Coast taking place in New York on June the 4th and 5th. During the two days of the conference, you'll gain much more insight to help your SaaS get traction, grow, and scale, as well as networking with over 400 SaaS leaders. With talks such as how to make your customer onboarding awesome by the man Aaron himself, how to develop a remarkable product launch strategy, how to leverage a framework for customer-driven growth, strategies for successfully moving up market. Make sure you grab a ticket before Friday, March the 29th, to grab those early birds and save yourself $100 per ticket. Go to events.sastop.com forward slash East Coast 19 and looking forward to seeing uh, the East Coast SaaS community uh, plus uh, a bunch of European SaaS folks uh, at, uh, at East Coast. If you're considering joining us at our global flagship conference in Dublin this October, keep another deadline in mind, March the 31st. You've until then to sign up for our, our Insider Sale to be in for early access for our two-for-one tickets 
when they go on sale on April the 1st. Uh, happens to be April Fool's Day, but it won't be uh, an April Fool that we're releasing 500 two-for-one tickets on that day. Uh, to be in a ch- with a chance uh, to get our two-for-one tickets, go to sastop.com forward slash insiders. Sign up now. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, uh, Aaron Crowell, founder of SaaS Accelerator and uh, SaaS Growth Hacks, uh, uh, Facebook group as well. Wait, welcome, Aaron. Thanks, Alex. So good to be here. Yeah, no, great to uh, great to have you on. It's been how many months since we last spoke in uh, in Dublin? Like five months or, or, or so. Five months. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you were down in Dublin for for, for SaaS eighteen. It was great to have you there, and uh, yeah. we did. SAS Society in the end as well. That was uh, that was yeah. pretty fun. Toss some axes. That was, that was fun. <laughs> you tossed some axes, did you? Oh, oh sorry. That was another group. Shot, shot some yeah, arrows. Shot, we shot, shot some arrows. Shot some, I shot some guns, uh, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, and guns. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, you were quite a sharp shooter. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Um, so, Aaron, like, great to have you on the podcast. Um, you know, obviously, we've been going... Uh, we're now, I think, well... Uh, we're now into our fourth year of the podcast, um, and obviously the first time that we've we've had you on, uh, but obviously we've been connected for a couple of years. But yeah. uh, for those that that don't know you, you know that haven't heard of the SAS Accelerator or, or not part of the SAS Growth Acts group, um, you know who is Aaron Crawl? So, um, so I help SAS. The SAS Accelerator is where I help SAS companies with the trial to paid model get more traffic, um, increase their conversions, and reduce churn. So that's that's the SaaS accelerator, and then uh, I founded the SaaS Growth Hacks Facebook group uh, about I don't know, it's probably probably two and a half years now. So um, we're about eleven thousand members right now in the in the group. Yeah, very cool, very cool. I'm a I'm a member of the group. I think it's the certainly I think it, it's by far away, you know, by size and activity, the the leading. Uh, SaaS uh, uh, community, I think you know online and certainly on, on Facebook. So if you're if yeah. you're not part of that, you should uh, should definitely join. And so that's um, you, you know a great thing, a great community uh, that you've built there, uh, yeah. Aaron. Um, and so that's pretty cool. What what, what made you? Uh, what was the kind of inspiration between uh, you, you know to kind of set that up? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> so I I come from a a, a marketing background. And I had been, uh, I had been uh, serving a lot of different markets in, in kind of just general marketing. And I just was really having a tough time scaling my business. And so, uh, so I just, I just like sold everything off and I took a month and I, and I just like sat down in front of my computer. I didn't have any emails coming in for once. Um, I didn't have any like messages coming um, and I was just had a clear mind and I was like, well, who am I going to, I need to, I need to figure out how I'm going to scale. I need to figure out a market that I can help. And, uh, and I just made a list of all these, you know, different markets and SaaS was one of them. Um, and, uh, I just looked at like the current landscape and I realized that there was just a lack of a good community for SaaS. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of really, really amazing products, um, and uh, that weren't like being positioned correctly and marketing marketed correctly for by no fault of like the founders uh, 
uh, it was just, it was just like, it was just like a huge gap. So I just built a group, um, started cold emailing people out of thin air and asked that I was growing a group. And, um, and, uh, and now we're at like 12, 12,000 members. And, and I pretty much just use the group as a way to, uh, to kind of get feedback and learn about the, the industry and figure out what problems to solve. And then, uh, just started creating, uh, creating solutions to these problems. So that's, that's kind of how I started it. Very, very, very cool. And how, how did you, how do you become an expert in, in trial to paid, uh, you know, conversions and, uh, and specifically, you know, emails to get the, the these, you know, increased trial to paid, um, uh, you, you know, users, uh, like what is that coming from your marketing background? Like how, how did you become an expert in that? Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of really good, uh, and you, you probably know this, there's just like a really, a ton of really good marketing books out there. And there's a lot of really good people in direct mail, um, direct marketing, but there's not a lot of like really specific stuff on like onboarding and onboarding emails. Uh, there's some general stuff. So what I did is I just, I had tons and tons of interviews with SaaS founders. Um, and I, I pretty much just said, Hey, I'll do this for you. If you just kind of give me some, you know, I'll, I'll write your emails for you. If you just give me some feedback and tell me how they're working. Um, and, and frankly, like the first few that I did were just flops. Uh, I just created these emails and, um, it didn't work and I was trying to figure out why. Um, and then the, the more that I kept doing it, the, the better I got at it. And, uh, I just started applying principles from like kind of the marketing stuff that I already knew. And, and, and I try to figure out like what, how could I apply that to, uh, to an onboarding emails and onboarding flows and getting people to take action. Um, and so it's a mix of like copywriting. It's a mix of, you know, psychology, understanding the audience. And over time we've developed this formula to create not just the onboarding emails, but just like the entire flow for onboarding to get customers to that aha moment. And I filled in a lot of the gaps um, that a lot of these other like books on SaaS were, were, uh, were you know, they, they'd say, right, you know, do trigger-based onboarding emails and this and that. And I just realized there's nobody telling people how to do it. Like there was just a huge gap there. So I just filled in all the gaps, tried it with trial and error pretty much, and then figured something out that worked really well. Very cool. Uh, and what, what, what are the, um, what are the issues that you see in, um, you know, onboarding and email sequences? Like what are the, what are the, some of the kind of regular common or big mistakes uh, that, that you come across? Um, I think for the, the, the big one is setting up drip campaigns instead of trigger based onboarding emails. Uh, so with the, with drip campaign, the user gets the same emails no matter where they're at in the product. And so it's not, uh, it's not like a customized personal experience. So what happens is you train your user um, uh, to, to start ignoring your emails because they start seeing that the emails aren't relevant to them because they've already done a specific thing or they've already achieved a specific moment. So if you send an email that says, hey, time to connect your Google account, and you've already connected your Google account, like, and it's, you've been using the tool for a week, um, like those emails aren't relevant to you anymore. So you'd start training your, your customers to ignore them uh, and, uh, instead of having emails that go out right when they need them to help them take the next specific action. So I think that's, that's one of the big things. And then the second thing is a lot of emails are really, really feature focused, um, and they're, they're action focused. And what I'm, what I mean by that is, uh, if you need your customer to take a specific action in the app, 
most of the time what I see in emails is the whole email is just designed around getting them to take that action. For instance, hey, we noticed you haven't done your uh, uh, connected your Google account yet. Uh, time to connect your Google account. Um, here's a video. Here's a step by step, and they walk through the steps in the email. It's like a you know seven steps to connect your Google account or whatever. Um, and they're not really focused on like the benefits of connecting your Google account. Like that's nobody. Nobody just wants to to connect their account. What they want is the result from that. And so, so most of the emails I see it just completely take out the whole benefit of completing an action and just focus on on the action itself. Um, and that's another, that those are probably like the two big, big things I see big mistakes. And, and, and to get onboarding, right. Um, the emails included, you talk about importance of, of groundwork, right? Uh, so can you give a little bit more, um, sort of detail as to, uh, as to what that is? Yeah. So when you look at someone's onboarding, especially someone who's done it right, uh, you're really only seeing like this, this tiny tip of this iceberg, and you're just seeing the end result. What you're not seeing is all the work that went before that to get those emails right. And the things that the things that we focus on are one: we have to start. We have to segment your users. So, uh, depending on your product, either you have like more of a complex product, or maybe you have a really simple product. You have different people using the tool, and 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 some of them will want a different outcome. Um, based on who they are and what you know, what position they have or whatever. So the the first step is understanding who you're serving um, and what is the outcome that they want to achieve from your product. And then you want to segment out those users when they sign up uh, and get them into the right onboarding flow. Um, and then once you once you do that, you really want to understand what's important to them. So what we do is we make a list. We pick a segment, uh, a really specific niche. Uh, and then we under, we try to figure out what are the, the fears that they have surrounding uh, the job that they want to get done. For instance, if it's like a booking tool, um, what are the, uh, the fears and pains that they have? And then what are the aspirations that they have around um, getting uh, their, their core desire and the job they want to get done, which in this case would just be like setting up a booking link or scheduling meetings. Um, and then we rank them. And then after we do that, we start to identify like what are the most painful things um, that your that the user ha- uh, it thinks regarding the job to be done, um, and then we use those as kind of like the benefits. Uh, and I use the phrase "escape from heaven and entrance." Um, I'm sorry, "escape from hell and entrance into heaven." I guess depending on who you are. Um, yeah, so you want you want to say, "Hey, you know, your life is out of control. Um, people are scheduling appointments with you, and it's just it's just uh, and, and you have to go back and forth." Um, here's what's going to be like when you connect your Google account. Uh, you won't have to worry about that anymore. We'll sync your calendars for you. We'll avoid double bookings. And here's how you do it. And then you'll link to it, a walkthrough that shows them how to do it. Um, so that's that's like all of the the groundwork first, the segmentation, identifying the customer's fears and frustrations and aspirations. Um, and, then, uh, and then once you do that, then you build out a flow uh, and then test the flow. And then you want to make sure you're each each step in the process is working and then you refine and iterate and then build a, uh, after a while you have a flow that works really, really well. Customer interviews, uh, like are super important in in many aspects of, um, you know, business and, and, uh, no much more so, you know, in onboarding as well. Right. And it's something that, uh, I, I guess sort of you practice, 
Um, you know, what is your advice on conducting customer interviews to get the data necessary for a, a great onboarding experience? Yeah, great question. We um, customer interviews are like our bread and butter, man. That's like that's uh, that's where we get some amazing insights. And so I I have a uh, a framework that I use for this. Um, it's called the uh, Pain Exploration Survey. Um, and if if any of your if any of your you know listeners want a copy of that, I'm happy to like happy to give it to them. Um, but it's but it's a list of questions that you ask your users. And so um, when when you're when you're interviewing uh, someone, it's, you only have like a small time with them. So you have to make sure you have the right questions. You don't want to have to think about what questions to ask them and you want to ask them the right questions. Um, and I always come in as an anthropologist, as opposed to a marketer, uh, a marketer is supposed to already know the answers to everything. And they're just going to come in and kind of verify what they think they already know. An anthropologist comes in having no assumptions about the customer or or with the job to be done or their core desire at all. And so, um, and coming in as an anthropologist, you start to ask questions like interesting, like why, why is it important to you to, to accomplish that? Or what else is, is frustrating about that? Um, or tell me more about this. Um, and you just dig, dig, dig. And, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know if you guys have Columbo, uh, over there, but, um, Columbo is like this guy who's really, really smart but he comes in asking all these questions that make him sound kind of dumb, you know, but he's just, but he just keeps digging and digging and digging. And then finally he gets to the answer. So go in as like a Columbo or an anthropologist, um, not a CEO or a marketer. Um, and then the other thing is do not go in with the intention of selling. So, uh, especially if you're having interviews with people that are not customers yet, don't sell, just come in with the one goal of getting some insights. Um, and then if I could add just like one, uh, one really important thing is is record the interview um, on Zoom or whatever you're doing. Get it transcribed and print it out and read it. Go to a park, uh, go to your favorite coffee shop and read the interview and highlight the parts of the interview that stand out um, and that that will shed some light on things that maybe you you've already had some like preconceived ideas about. Um, and then start building up a database of all of these customer words that you'll not only use for onboarding but you'll use for marketing and stuff. I think I think you and I are um, showing our age by having a Columbo reference there. Uh, unless they're still doing re- reruns on a Sunday, I think I think most of the listeners probably probably won't know who Columbo is. If you don't know who he is, check it out. You'll probably be super bored. But uh, yeah. but just for this. I, 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 I remember watching Columbo on uh, on a Sundays as uh, uh, as a kid. And it was, nice. Uh, yeah, nice. It was pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, onboarding emails, right? Um, I mean. You, you, what, what's the objective, right? Um, yeah, what, what should a company be trying to uh, achieve? So um, when, we, uh, when we create our onboarding sequences, we have six different sequences that we create. Um, the first one is the value switch sequence, and then we have an activation goal sequence and then a retention sequence. So in the first few sequences, the only goal um, is to, there's two goals. One is to get your customer just to take the next necessary action to have success with the product. Um, I see a, hu- a huge mistake I see is people putting in um, tons of stuff in their email, like contact us support, check out our videos, uh, um, look at our team, um, check out our, our bios. And it's like, there's so many actions that you're trying to get somebody to take. Just focus on getting them to take one specific action. Um, and 
Uh, and that should be like the next necessary action that they need to accomplish in order to have success with the product to get to that aha moment or that first value moment. Um, that is like the one big thing. And the other sequences, like we have, we have some onboarding emails. We do have like drip campaigns that go out, but they're more focused on use cases and success stories, which are how people are using the product. And this is especially important during the trial is helping customers see what's possible with the product. Like um, a lot of people log in and they, and they, they expect, oh, I'm going to be able to solve this problem and that's all that's going to do for me. And then when you start to show them other ways that the product is being used and how, it, how else can help them, um, that moves them and gives them more motivation to go back into the product, you know, and, and it, use it for different things. So depending on what secrets we're talking about, the kind of the goal is a little bit different. Um, but for this initial onboarding, it's just strip down all of your emails to just basic text and get them to, to, to focus on just like, what is the one next action that we need to get a user to take to get them closer to success? What are your tips when it comes to the choosing the, the tone of voice, subject, and, uh, and, and copy in the emails? Um, so we suggest uh, we have a l- rule of the five ones. Part of the five ones are pick one persona to send an email from. So either the CEO or the success manager um, and, and give them a name, um, give them a picture. Like you want to develop a relationship with users and the only way to do that is by like sending an email from a real person instead of we at the team or the team at, or we, we at, you know, whatever your company is. So pick a, pick a specific person. Um, the tone of voice, I always like to write like I talk. I think in general, um, the more complex the email is, the harder it is for people to get through and your bounce rates or your uh, open rates and click through rates are going to be, you're going to suffer. I just write like I talk and the tone should be really casual. Um, and the subject, like we talked about before, is, uh, is just getting them to take the next action. Um, and as far as like the copy, it's just, you know, with onboarding emails, especially when you're trying to get somebody to take an action in the tool, we just make them short and sweet and benefit focused uh, and make it really easy for them to know what it is the next step they need to take and what's going to happen, setting the expectations, what's going to happen when they click on this link. Um, and what they're going to be able to do and what they're going to be able to, the benefit they're going to get from um, taking that specific action. You, you, you've previously um, you know, spoken about the importance of making each person feel valued and welcome, whether this is in uh, you know, the SaaS growth hacks uh, Facebook group or you know, cold emails or onboarding emails. Um, what, what, what's the, the, the thought sort of process around that? What's the uh, like secrets and, and, and outcomes of that? Oh man, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, when, when I started my Facebook group, I, I remember, um, messaging each person individually when they joined and I just said, Hey, thank you so much for joining. I'm just so happy to have you in here. Um, I just treated everybody like a VIP, you know, like if you saw, if you saw your, uh, your favorite actor, um, you know, like if you saw Christian Bale, uh, you know, on the street or he, he came up, came to your, your store or whatever. You saw him in the grocery store. Like you treat him like, like a, like a VIP, right? So just treat everyone like a VIP. How excited are you that they joined? Like, um, cause everybody's, you know, this is kind of cliche, but everybody's important, you know? Um, and so treat everyone like, like a VIP and make them feel really, really valued and wanted. Some of the ways that we do that in email are just like, sometimes we'll use all caps. Like, we're so glad to have you on the team. Um, and there's like a gif of like somebody in the, uh, the CEO waving, 
you know, and like that's that makes you feel really personal, you know, it, feel, it makes them feel really welcome and valued. Um, and uh, uh, we we send out that you know, there's there's something that we we talk about in our in our SAS accelerator, which is the nine word email, and it's really just like a short email, um, to uh, with a sh- really short message from somebody that's important. So if you had if your customer signed up and uh, um, and you had an email from the CEO come out and says, Hey, it's Joe. I just was looking at my system. Notice you signed up. I just can't tell you how happy I am that you're trying out our, our tool. Just wanted to let you know, I'm excited to have you here. And it's from, you know, CEO, like those are little things that really make people feel valued and wanted. And they're like easy to do. Like, you don't, you can automate that stuff, you know? Um, but we forget that there's like people behind the computer that are, have struggles and they have pains and they're, they're trying to do things. Um, and if we just make them, uh, feel like individuals, um, you can see like a, just a huge difference in the way that your users interact with your tool and with like your, your customer support. Yeah, so totally agree. It's uh, you know a great way to, to go about conducting business. Um, you're um, you're you're speaking at SAS uh, East Coast on June the fifth uh, in New York. Uh, and have you uh, decided on what you're going to speak about? Uh, is, is the title of, of your talk ready? Um, no, <laughs> it's not, it's okay, not ready. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I think what I'm going to do is probably I'm going to come up with topics. I'm going to post it in my SAS group and say, what is it that, um, what is it, what is it, wh- what would you, if you could listen to a talk by me, what would it be? Um, you know, I, I'm done uh, trying to figure out what, uh, what my customers want. I just ask them, I just ask them and uh, I think I'll do that. And then once I get that down, I'll, I'll create it. And get it get it ready it'll be really good though whatever it is it'll, it should be good <laughs> <laughs> good stuff well i i look forward to to seeing actually what the uh what the members of the group uh su- suggest and yeah. uh, and, and what the what the winner is and uh, looking forward to uh, uh the, the conference as well and um uh, in new york this june so that's going to be uh, uh, pretty awesome um uh, finally we always like to ask our guests how they stay healthy and sane on the on their journey uh well what's your way you know, um, uh, you know, for me, I have a little workshop out in my, in my garage and I have, a, and I do leather work. Um, I uh, create wallets and I just like, I pound away at like rivets and stuff. And it's just like, it's a way for me to work with my hands and, and actually like get away from this virtual like technology and stuff. And that, for me, that keeps me really, really sane is it's a way for me to kind of um, exercise my creative abilities in a way that I can like see results really quickly. Cause a lot of the time, a lot of times in SAS, it's like, it's really hard for us to see the results of our, of our progress and what we're doing, but having this creative outlet where I can actually see progress is really keeps me, keeps me sane for sure. How did you, how did you pick leatherwork as the, the, the thing to do? I don't know. I, I just, uh, it was, it was one of those things where I've always wanted to try it. And I just went to the, some class and they, showed you how to do it and i was like this is amazing i need to do this and i just bought all the tools and <laughs> all this leather and and uh, just started watching youtube videos and eventually just kind of figured it out powered through it and uh um yeah it's one of those things that i always wanted to try i just never had the i was just afraid i guess i was afraid to try it but as soon as you get in something and start working at it um you get through that learning curve pretty quick and then i uh, started really enjoying it 
So. Awesome. Well, Aaron Crowell, uh, thanks so much for uh, finally being a guest on the SaaS Revolution show. My pleasure. Um, look forward to seeing you uh, at SaaS East Coast on June the 5th. Uh, the 5th. Uh, we won't be throwing any axes, uh, shooting arrows uh, or guns. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, Not New York. <laughs> yeah, but I hope the keynote trumps all of, uh, uh, all of that. And um, yeah, you. looking forward to it. Thanks so much for, for, for being here awesome. today. Yeah, we'll see you all, see you all there. Thank Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and you picked up some valuable lessons from Aaron Crowell. As a reminder, to see him, 20 other stellar speakers, plus spend two days with your, your like-minded SaaS founders, executives, and investors. At the best price possible, grab a ticket for SaaS.East Coast before this Friday, March the 29th. Thanks for listening and see you next time.